minus one minute. T minus fifty seconds. T minus forty seconds. Minus thirty seconds. T minus twenty seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And welcome to our live stream, The King and Me Show. I'm King. <laughs> hey, y'all. I'm me. It's Michelle. How y'all doing? Hey, we are streaming across multiple platforms to include Perry Productions. Shout out to my homeboy, Perry Productions, for allowing my lady and I to stream our live stream onto his platform. So for those of y'all that are saying, wait. Who and what Who are these is? people? <laughs> Michelle and I are a new-ish couple. I will continue to say that until we're past our honeymoon phase. And we're choosing to share our journey together very publicly on these YouTube and Facebook and X streets to show that the dating pool is not just trash out there. We are dating. We are a couple, a monogamous couple. Monogamous. My no. One. Just one. Just just one person. So that just want to make sure that that's known for the new people that are new to us. Yes. All right. Also, I'm Jamaican and Baltimorean, okay? So when we say monogamous, we mean monogamous. Who's worse? What do you mean? Jamaicans women or Latina women? Because Latina women are some jealous women. They'll cut you in a heartbeat. Okay, so in all fairness, this is me sticking up for all my islanders. Um, we aren't jealous. We are, what's that P word? Um, I'm going to go with protective. Oh, I thought you were going to say possessive. No, I was trying to avoid that P word. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So we, you know, we go hard and we protect what is ours okay so that's that's how i choose to define it mm -hmm. all right let's get the marketing stuff out the way all right back up we're streaming on multiple platforms we're on facebook we're on youtube and we are on x we also have an instagram and a tiktok page in the description you'll see our link tree our link tree has all of our social medias there all right so we're hoping that as we share things and that we talk about things, it may unlock some things for you, open up some value to what's going on in these dating streets. As Ooh. today's topic 
is entitled Navigating the Dating Marketplace. Oh, man. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Hold on. Let me take a sip of water first. All right. So while you take a sip of that water, we have this game here. We're not sponsored by them or anything. We just think that it's a fantastic get to know you type of card game is called let's get deep mm -hmm. we're going to pull three questions the first one being the icebreaker then there's a deep and then there's a deeper one so let's break out the icebreaker icebreaker have a song dedicated to you or poem written for you which one would you prefer a song dedicated to you or a poem written for you I'd rather have a song because the song's going to come with music. And I can jam to a song that's dedicated to me if the music's fire. If the music ain't fire, eh. But a poem is like, Thou feet don't be ashy all thine days. Let me count the ways that I love you. <laughs> Steady is the truth. And he is so real. So I can't do the poem. How about you? I... Mm, I for me, oh, I'm so torn because my artsy side is like, give me the poem, but then the song is like, I could remember it, and it'll probably go further. Like, it'll probably have more viewership and people listening to it if it were a song. So, I'll go with song, but know that I'm that corny one who would get a poem and hold on to it for the rest of her life. Like, you print it out, and I just have it like affixed to my wall for. The rest of my life because I hold on to everything. You frame it too, wait. I would. Oh, uh, would you put decorations on the frame? I would only so, <laughs> but only so much because I'm artsy, but a fake artist, so mm. I wouldn't put too too much decorations on it. But I definitely would decorate it and make sure it's hanging somewhere that everyone could see it. Because, you know, I have my like newspaper articles and things that I've written, magazines that I've been in, like I have copies of them and if I had this big lavish office I promise you on everything all them things would be framed like bam framed. I have no doubt about that of at all not. at all let's get to our deep question see man these deep and deeper questions some some of them be hmm hmm if you could only keep one of your five senses, which would you keep and why? Oh, this is easy for me. If I could only keep one of my five. All right. So the five senses are sight, sight, sound, sound, feel, feel, smell, smell, taste, taste. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's the fifth one? <laughs> if you could only keep one, which one would it be? Video games. So sight. It all goes back to video games for me. <laughs> What can, what do I still? Somebody asked the question the other day: If you could lose your hands or your arms or your feet or your arms or legs, which one would you lose? I'm like, well, I can still play video games <laughs> if I have my arms, so I'm keeping my arms. So for me, sight. What okay. about you? For me, it would also be sight, but for a different reason. I have a real reason, and then I have a pimp line reason. Okay. Pimp line reason is because I want to still be able to see you, baby. Ooh. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, give me some. Thank you, baby. Mm. Thank you. But no, the real reason I would want my sight is because losing the ability to see a sunrise, a sunset, being able to see. I call it when the sky kisses the ocean, when I'm on the beach and, you know, just looking out. 
or being able to see my niece's faces or something like that, I would not want to lose it. Like, you can take hearing any day, but that, the ability for me to talk, yeah, you can take that too. I probably talk a little bit too much. Y'all can go ahead and revoke that. But no, the ability being blind, that would devastate me. Plus, I love driving, so... If you're watching this on Perry Productions, do us a favor. Put something in the comments so I can see if our comment picker upper is displaying Bounce. properly on the page. Picker, picker <laughs> and also, too, for anybody else, let us know if or what senses that you would like to keep. So Tarika over on YouTube says she still needs to see. So, so far, we three for three on the site mm -hmm. for the people that gave input. It's important. Yes, I is important. Like, but, there's a lot of things you can't, like, honestly, you can drive if you lose any of your other four senses. Mm -hmm. There are deaf people who still drive. Like, you can still drive without any of those senses. But sight, like, that takes a lot out. You ain't got to worry about showing up to somebody's Thanksgiving unseasoned food if you are losing your taste senses. First of all, my family's Jamaican, so I don't know what unseasoned food is like. Have you ever that. like been to somebody's house at a potluck or something? I don't. Had some I'm also Jamaican and black. I don't do potlucks like that. What? I only go to black people potlucks. Mm. That's. I know that sounds really, really racist, and that sounds really, really bad. But in your profession, you haven't been to something. Oh, boy, that... I don't eat what they. I go straight over to like the chips and salsa where can't nobody mess that up. You mess hey. up chips and salsa. You had to put in some work okay. to mess up some chips and salsa. Okay, that makes sense. Plus, most of those things, like, since I've been vegan, like, oh, you don't have any? Oh, it's okay. I'm going to just go get chips and salsa. It's, nope. I get to avoid most things like that. Respectfully. Hmm. Okay. We're going to talk about that, too, because I just thought about something that fits the topic for today. And it's the fact that you're vegan and I'm not. Oh, my gosh. You're not vegan? I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's get to. I had to... a joke, but I'm not listening <laughs> Mm. Mm. Deeper. <laughs> Again, I ain't gonna say it on camera. Oh. What was the last fear you overcame? How did you do it? The last fear that the I last overcame? last fear, yeah. Ooh, I have to go back some time because the last fear that presented itself as a challenge to me. I didn't learn how to swim until I joined the military. And even then, it was a couple of years after I was in. So mm -hmm. I was stationed on an island or temporarily stationed on mm -hmm. an island. And I'm seeing everybody getting into the water, snorkeling, diving, having a good old time. And here I am standing at the beach, feet hitting the water as Just the waves come me. in. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to be a part of that. Okay. So I asked one of my pilots if he could teach me how to swim. And he took the opportunity and the time to go into a pool and teach me how to swim. And it paid off in the fact that I went snorkeling for the first time while I was on that island. I saw a translucent fish Ooh. right in front of my face. No. When you see that for the first time, it is scary. Because I'm looking, but I can see through it. But it was huge. And I'm looking like, wait, what is this that I'm looking at? And then I see eyes blink and I'll speed swim <laughs> back to the shore doing the YMCA. People are looking at me like, what's going on with this dude? And I'm like, fish. 
<laughs> it wasn't the last time that I got back in the water, but for me, the water has a lot of unknown things. So uh, you won't ever catch me. I'm okay snorkeling, but what's the one? Scuba diving. Scuba diving might be something that I will never do in my life, and I'm okay with that because getting down deeper in the water, it's like, what else down there that look at me as food? No, I'm good. But that was over. I learned how to swim. That deployment was around 2007. That's the most recent thing that had to do with fear that I accomplished and overcame. You didn't fear losing? No. What? Uh-uh. You can walk away and I'm going to be what like, day? deuces. I'm just saying. I've always said in our relationship. I am shocked and appalled. I want somebody that wants to be with me. If you choose to walk away, I'm going to look. I'm going to wait till you like around the corner. I'm going to close the door. I'm going to get back in my house and go and live my life. That's what everybody should do. Look, I could have pimp-lined you back. You could have. But we trying to be We trying to be honest. Yeah. Open and transparent. Shout out to the real pressures. It's not enough people are being honest in these streets. So. All right. Look, I'm fully invested in you. You want to know why? Throwing the joke back in your face. You want to know up? why? What's because up? I gave you them two gray hairs right there in your chin. And I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> Those are my investments right there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So for me, what was the last fear you overcame and how did you do it? Fear of failure. So I am a career changer. And one fear that I will say for me, each time I change my career, and you would think that with the fact that I've done it multiple times, it wouldn't be as terrifying. But this last time, it, it felt pretty big. And I think it's just because I was older. And the older you are where you make a career change, the more you're like, okay, you have to work out because there's so much invested in it working out. So for me, definitely changing my career this last time and just seeing where it was going to go, seeing what was going to happen, really not knowing anything, just leap of faith, leap of faith, leap of faith. Like I'm, I'm here today, just several leaps of faith. And the funniest thing is you and I are together because I took a big leap of faith. If mm -hmm. I hadn't changed my career for like the 50, 1100 time, I wouldn't have been working at that particular school. I wouldn't have met your friend. Your friend wouldn't have introduced us. And y'all wouldn't be here having a show to watch tonight because we wouldn't be together. So, All right. I would say that worked out pretty well. Worked out in our favor. <laughs> Tarika said, you're right. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> Today's topic. Mm -hmm. Navigating the dating marketplace. What are your thoughts when you hear words like dating marketplace and uh, sexual marketplace? Like, what are your thoughts when you hear the word marketplace associated with people? So I was, okay. Okay, since you, you framed it like that. Here's what I will say. As a business teacher and someone who had never heard any of those terms as it relates to dating prior to the two of us meeting, when I hear people in marketplace, I think of slave blocks. Like that's the slave auction block. Like that's exactly where my mind goes. And I know that's too educational. Like 
whatever, but Black History Month is almost here. We might as well get it in where we fit in. But that's what I think of when I hear of marketplace and I think of people being in the marketplace. I automatically just go there and I'm like, why are we trying to put a price on people and everything like that? But now that I am understanding a bit more what it means, I see that we all have a a value per se. And what are we, how are other people seeing that value? How they find a value in what we, what we have to offer type thing. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And in my opinion, other people need to think about it as well. I think too often people think that, oh, because they're the man where they're at or because they're one of the most beautiful or whatever people where they live at, that they're able to get out and I'm just going to say it straight up, compete anywhere. It's widely known, especially when you're a little bit older and a little bit wiser, that a 10 in one place is not going to be a 10 in another place. You go overseas or going to different places, there are also cultural factors as to what people find attractive wise. And we're talking just on looks here. Yeah, yeah. Just on looks, right? Because looks get you in the door. For the most part, you have to be attracted to the person that you're sitting across from. Oh, <laughs> hey, poo, hey. And then when you get past that, there's other things that kind of help you out in the marketplace that we're going to talk about on this episode, and I'm curious to everybody else that's out there, mm-hmm. how are y'all navigating the dating marketplace as well? What factors do you include? We're not the only ones talking about this. Everybody's talking yeah. about this, right? We haven't got this thing ironed out yet. Everybody has their own opinion as to what it is, but what's the thing that's going to help you gain the most success. Shout out to Free Tea over there on YouTube. I appreciate Happy you popping Founders up. Day. And what does that mean? So, um, Free Tea is a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And today they are celebrating 116 years of sisterhood and all that wonderful jazz. She took a moment to reach out to me on Saturday to wish me a happy Founders Day as I am a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated always, every day. So um, we were celebrating 111 years of Sisterhood Service and Scholarship on Saturday. AKAs are celebrating 116 years. Both were founded on the campus of Howard University, the HU. Um, so, yeah. Shout out to our BGLOs and everyone else who is celebrating their Founders Day in January. Um, it's a busy month. It's a busy month. Next up are those Zetas. Shout out to any Zetas who may be watching near and far. Shout out to y'all. Are Zetas the one that was on that movie? We're at the Thetas. 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 <laughs> we read the Thetas. 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 Woo. 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 Boom. Or is that a made up one for the movie? Okay. And what's the movie? It was the black movie. Uh, <laughs> Stomp the Yard? Stomp the Yard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stomp the Yard. Shout okay. out to Atlanta in the building. Yeah. But nah. Um, okay, my bad. Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. They are, um, their colors are pink and green, and you normally see like Abby's related to them. And then Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. We got many, many nicknames. The Reds being one of them. Um, we love elephants. 
specifically with the trunk up. So you'll see that you'll see us around African violets all the time, except for me because of my allergy, which I found out in a tragic turn of events in 2014. But um, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if it's appropriate for me or not to say it too bad. You can say it. Happy Founders Day as well. Yes, you okay. can say that. You can definitely say that. Because I found out you can't wear the nail if you're not a part of it. <laughs> uh, no. I, I learned that. No, 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 no. And then tomorrow, um, uh, the Zetas will be celebrating their Founders Day tomorrow. Let's start there. Does it matter to you? How important is it to you? Let me change the question. Ooh, okay. How important is it to you when you were dating? Before mm-hmm. you met me, because obviously I'm not part of a fraternity, a yeah. uh, and I don't really know much about the history of it's it. It's okay. Did you place importance on that prior to meeting me? And if so, how much importance? So let me, I'll say this, because this relates to dating. And for those of you who all are new, you'll notice that most of the time we, we talk to each other. But it's not that we've forgotten about you, but it's just sometimes, you know, we got to have these conversations with one another in front of y'all. But the it's funny how when you are in the dating world and you're looking for someone to be with, you have this whole checkbox list, checkbox list of what you want people to have in all of these things. And my reality, and this isn't my opinion, this is my reality. What I've noticed is that the older I got, God has given me exactly what I would ask for and then helps me see, oh, shout, that's not what you need, though. Mm. That's not what you need. So when I crossed into Delta Sigma Theta land in 2012, I distinctly remember saying, oh, I need to date someone who's Greek. Like, he needs to be a member of a BGLO, so Black Greek Letter Organization. So specifically, there are five fraternities in there. I was like, he needs to be a member of one of these five fraternities because how is he going to understand my love for Delta? Like, Delta has all of my love. Hashtag A-O-M-L. How is he going to understand my love for Delta Sigma Theta if he ain't got no, if he's not a member of a BGLO? Like, he's not going to understand. He's going to be, no offense, like, no disrespect. He's going to be like people of other um, ethnicities who hear that I am in my 30s and I'm in a sorority. And they're like, oh, you're still in a sorority? No, boo boo. Let me tell you, this is an international sorority. And membership into Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated is a lifetime commitment. So it's not something that you just join an undergrad and then let go of once you get older. It's a lifetime commitment. There is literally our vice president of the United States of America is a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I cannot even begin to tell you the amount, the number of women who are currently serving as congresswomen and senators in these great United States of America and just working in D.C. in general, and they are members of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Not like, Alphas? No, not Alpha Kappa. <laughs> <laughs> no run! No run! No run! <laughs> um, But no, like, I can't tell you the amount of women that are out there, the amount of service women who um, are serving our country bravely in any of the branches of the armed forces, and they are members of of BGLO. Like, I can't even begin to tell you. Like, we go hard. Like, we don't just leave it on the steps of um, of our college 
we carry it on for life. There are literally chapters being formed all over the world. Like Delta, we are in most African countries. We are all over. They're international. There is, I believe there is a chapter in Jamaica. Like chapters run deep, okay? So it used to be important to you. What changed? No, what changed was I dated someone who is a member of a fraternity, one of the Divine Nine. And um, that's all he talked about. And I'm going to say something, and it's going to put the fraternity out on blast, kind of. But all he did was hop around, hop around and bark all daggone day long. And I realized, like, our conversations could never extend beyond BGLO and Greek life. And I was just like, I, I am a sapiosexual. I love I am turned on by conversation like that stimulates my mind. And the fact that all we could talk about was Greek life was not it couldn't work for me. Okay. So I, I love my sorority. I love all of the divine nine, like divine nine love all the way around. But I realized I need something more than that. And if that's all that we can talk about, then no, that's not going to work. So for me, by the time that relationship ended, I was like, OK, so let me. Let me erase this. this. <laughs> Let me amend this list. Let me go ahead and take this off of my my chat box thing. Um, girl, of course you knew what. Of course you knew what fraternity I was going to say because they the only ones who do that. Only ones. You knew that. You knew. <laughs> you knew that, sis. You already knew. But um, no, no. It's it's no longer important to me. What's important to me is what you do. You understand and respect the fact that I'm like, okay, hey, I'm going to go hang out with my line sister or do X, Y, Z. And you're like, okay, like, that's it. You're not questioning again. You're going out to do this again. And that I realize is what matters to me more than you understanding Greek life and everything like that. Correct. Now, you talked about how it's a fraternity for life. I'm a U.S. Air Force veteran, a military veteran. We talk now there are Greek chapter organizations in the military. I don't know how they work, but what I can say is even without being in there, we're made to feel as though we're a part of a fraternity as well. A brotherhood, a sisterhood of people that raised their right hand and said that they would uh, support and defend the Constitution of the United States. All of that stuff. I'm just looking at you because you're cute. That's oh, okay. All right. Wait, is no, something wrong? <laughs> Thank you, baby. And... I understand like what that means. For example, if there's friends of mine that come through that I used to be stationed with, if they're ever around this area, I wouldn't cancel things that you and I had planned, but I would discuss and say, hey, I have an opportunity to catch one of my brother in arms, my brother, like how you would say your sister that came in town. Let's amend this day a bit so that, you know, we can kind of catch up and, you know, talk about the good old days and things like that. But if you're a part of that fraternity, whether it's a Greek letter fraternity or the military fraternity, you understand that. So while I may not understand the customs and cultures that are specific to your sorority, I do understand the importance of maintaining customs and cultures and things and keeping that going. So if you ever say, hey, I got to meet up with my line sisters because we're going to have an anniversary brunch or something i'd be like bet enjoy i hope the food's good 
And he says that because on Saturday I did meet up with one of my line sisters, even though I was in sermon prep. I took a break and went to meet up with one of my line sisters, had brunch with her, and then we FaceTimed a, another line sister. And I saw you put, Taj, that you are 17 years in the game, and I am 12, I'll be 12 in April. I'll be 12 in April. Now, our first topic, broaching navigating the data marketplace was around values and things that you you value as you're looking in the dating marketplace mm -hmm. but we should start with looks we, we kind of broached it right and everybody's criteria for what they're looking at is going to be different it's my opinion that since dating apps have became a thing mm -hmm. it's harder for people who want a monogamous long-term relationship to find one because it's quick and easy to dismiss somebody when you have 30,000 people, and I'm just throwing out an example, inside of your DMs that are waiting to meet you. Mm -hmm. And I was specific about saying waiting to meet you because I could have said waiting to try to smash you. Ooh, okay. Which is a whole other thing in itself because we can talk about that in this episode too. While you're trying to navigate the market, the dating marketplace, it's my opinion that seven out of 10 don't know what they truly want. Mm. And in that seven out of 10, I'm going to say three and a half. <laughs> I don't know how you do a half what? person, but <laughs> three and a half people really don't know what they want. And the other three and a half, they may almost know what they want, but they're lying to themselves and to somebody else just to try to see if what's out there is something that they want. So they still need to learn more about themselves. Okay. All right. So that leaves out of 10 people now in this imaginary scenario, from what I observe, three people left that are legit viable that aren't out here actually wasting your time. Ooh, okay. So when you're down to 30% of people, how are you then? How are you? I'm asking you. Or oh, how should okay. people? Oh, sorry, my mind. How should people explore what's left that's viable? Because look, let me just be real. Be real, baby. If it's coming down to just smashing, mm -hmm. that's not hard. The marketplace has made it so that it's not hard just to sleep yeah. with somebody. But actually finding somebody that's on your team mm -hmm. and that's time, energy, attention, and money, that's not going to bring your team down. Mm -hmm. All right? And I flipped that. There was somebody else that I heard said, guard your meat. Shout out to Greg Adams, Coach Greg Adams. Your money, energy, attention, and time are four components of things that as I'm approaching 40, I place a whole lot of value on. Can can I just time out real quick? Oh, yeah. So when you would say, you know, as I get closer to 40, when you said that in 2023, I just kind of dismissed it. But now that we actually in 2021, mm -hmm. I will be 40. And you were seven and a half months away from 40. I'm just like, oh, clutch my pearls. Like, oh, my, I'm about to be dating a 40 year old. Mm -hmm. Oh, OK. Yeah. All right. And, and I hope to get a little bit more salt pepper great. to go with that right. 42. 
because apparently I gave them to you. So I got you. I got you. Don't worry about it. I'm trying to share with people and tell them you should be picky. You should be picky about who you're allowing to give your energy, attention, time, mm-hmm. and money to if you're looking for something long term. Now, if you're looking for something short and fun, eh, you can still be picky, but I, I would say, does it matter? Does it matter if you're just trying to bring somebody in the bedroom and then bounce? Free T said, my special person is 52. Who was I talking with about that the other day? I was <laughs> telling somebody. I think currently we don't have that big of an age gap. We do not. Not at all. Mm-mm. But in my opinion, I think age gaps are the way to go. Look, they are though. Okay, they are. They are very nice to have. However, I don't think an age gap should exist because the older person is immature. You know what I mean? Like it. It really sucks if the older person is dating age down because that's the only place that they can find someone on their level because they aren't mature. No, I feel it should be that the younger person is just very mature and can handle being in a relationship with an older person. My personal opinion. Fritti said, I've always dated older, though. Why? Why have you always dated older? I'm, I'm just curious. If you don't mind sharing, what has an older person done or them being older that you find more clicks with you? So for me, because I, I I don't know what Freezy is going to say, but what I will say is that for me, the reason why I always dated older is because I have older siblings. So on my mom's side of the family, I'm the youngest of five. And I have a sister who's 16 years older than me, a brother who is 14 years older than me, a sister who's 12 years older than me, and a brother who's seven years older than me. So if I wanted to do anything, I had to get on the level of my older siblings so that I didn't get left out of things. I was always around my sister who was 12 years older than me. So I did everything as though I was 12 years older than I actually am. She'll be 50 tomorrow. In a lot of ways, I carried myself like I was 12 years older. So when it came time for me to date men, I dated older because I had the maturity and the mindset in some capacities, not all, of an older person. So I needed to be with an older guy. However, flaws came out when I actually did date older men that I had never really been around people dating. So I lacked in some relational and dating maturity, whereas... For example, I think I've said this to you before, the way that I am with you, it is very much authentic, but it took growth to get there. Mm -hmm. There are levels of submissiveness and just being able to understand and respect dynamics of relationships that I did not have until just prior to meeting you. So prior, so me coming out of my previous relationship, when I was younger, even though I acted like an older person, I acted like an immature adult dating. Because I didn't know how to expect, I didn't know how to how to behave and those things. I claimed at that time that I thought I was ready for marriage because in my mind I was older than I actually was. But in reality, any marriage or attempt at a long-term relationship at that point would have failed because I had emotional immaturity. I am curious, did those guys 
state very clearly things and you just dismiss them? No, it. I let me rephrase. I don't know. I don't okay. think so. Okay. I don't think so. All right. And uh, we do have people that are commenting on Perry Productions as well. So, okay. So that does work. Let me scroll back up here. Desiree Freeman said that she 100% agrees and that the older person taught her lessons. Oh, okay. Nice. And said that now if I could change back the hands of time. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute, sis. If you could change back the hands of time, then what? Like, what would you do differently? And, um, Free T, I see that you said no reason just so happened to happen that way, but I've always felt so much more mature than my age. Yeah, same says like I we hang around older people, you feel you definitely do feel more mature. What I will take ownership and accountability in saying is that while I may have acted older in many ways, emotionally, and I'm gonna use it as an excuse and a reason and a clutch, because of what happened to me in my childhood, I may have been more mature in a lot of ways, but emotionally, I was not more mature. Makes and that sense. will come out in a relationship. I am, I'm going to use, I'm going to use my childhood trauma as my rationale for that. I just wasn't emotionally mature. But logically, I can see that. And that makes sense. Knowing what I know anyway. Okay. All right. Let's see. There was something else that popped up Desiree here. Desiree responded. Love and keep learning. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I like hmm. that. I like this. I, I like this, it, like the age gap thing. My reasoning for it is a lot simpler and it can sound silly. Say it, say it, say it. Because I feel like I know what you're going to say. My reason for an age gap relationship, it goes around a couple of different things. I know people talk about, well, you know, people are, you get into these spaces and people say that they want to, a traditional man and a traditional woman, but in 2024, how can you have these traditional men and women when somebody's going to be working? And no, 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 no. I think that an age gap relationship works because you have one person who clearly knows what they want. Yes. And it's typically the older person. Yes. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the older person and uh -huh. that person's usually great about expressing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also they typically have the means to get to where they're going mm -hmm. or driving on the direction that they're going. And the person that's younger can see that and know that, hey, it's not that, you know, uh, like people that that, that they're because folks are going to live life and make mistakes and things like that. But that's attractive to some people to know that this person should know what they're doing. Yeah. This person should already have a plan and they've likely already executed it and they're living in the fruits of that. Mm -hmm. The ones that I've seen that have worked well are set up that way and both parties understand the dynamic and they flourish in it because the younger person respects the older person's idea and vision and the older person uh, loves and, oh man, I don't know a different way to say this, bring that person into what they already have, um, knowing that the direction, train's already going this way, 
that person chose to hop on and then go along for the ride. Well, see, that is how most arranged. That's how most arranged marriages are. Arranged marriages historically have always been an older man getting with a teenage girl. I'm just gonna call it call it what it is. It would be a teenage girl who is at the level where she's able to procreate, especially. And this is me when I say historical. I mean like biblically speaking. This is what happened. You had a woman who has. You have a. A woman who has reached that age where she can physically conceive, she is physically transitioned into womanhood, and she's paired with an older, more established man, and they go off because she is, and I'll say it as a woman, she is um, in an, what is it, amenable, she, it, she can be molded, she can be molded and she can be shaped at that particular age, and the man is able to do the shaping, and that's where that has come off, like, it works well, especially if you have someone who is learners, someone who is learned, and then someone who is willing to learn. Yes, yes, that's the other part. Someone who is willing. Yeah, to emphasis learn. on the willing. You have to be willing. willing to learn. Have to be willing to learn. I've seen those work mag- magnificent. I don't know why it wasn't until the show started that I got very thirsty, and I'm getting kind of sad because like I can see that I'm running low on water. You got some of my water, baby. Oh, thank you, baby. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> this is good. This is good. Let's see if we have any other comments. Yeah, we, we actually move on. we did have some. So, um, Free T said, "I definitely agree with that, Michelle. It's been almost seven years with my person, and I've grown so much. We don't have to have conversations because seven years. So why why we just now like fell off, left out of the sauce? Did you know? Maybe." Free TV dropping little hints on things. Little gems, little Easter eggs, (laughs) little Easter eggs. And then um, Desiree had commented as well and said, a man, okay. And then um, Free T said, we met when she was 30, 31, and he was 45, 46. Instant connection on her part, at least yes, that's right. Don't we get those connections first? How did y'all meet? How did y'all meet? Because that's part of what we're going to talk about as well. I asked my brother, who lives in a different market than we live in. Yeah. He, uh, where he's from or where we're from is smaller than where we live. And where we live at here in Maryland, I'll say the state. Matter of fact, we live in Frederick. Yeah, it says it everywhere. Like Yes, we, 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 we post it publicly ourselves. Everybody's busy. Folks are in their jobs. It's not like the community's everybody's on top of each other so when you're working you're working when you're not working you might be doing something associated with work or whatever professional capacity or passion stuff that you have going on meeting people in the wild is difficult yeah here here Mm -hmm. so most people do turn to dating apps online dating or things because at least when you're there you're intentional, at least about the human connection part. Again, I think seven out of those 10, if they're look, saying that they're looking for something long term, they really aren't looking for anything long term. Trust me, I would know. <laughs> okay. I would know. I was on dating apps and just in general over the course of, I want to say probably last 17, 18 years, I have been on 
please do not judge me, America. Hey, okay? no judgments here. I Say have it. been on plenty of fish. I have been on black black people meat. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was about to say black planet. Well, I mean, I was on that too. Um, I was also on Christian Mingle for like a little bit of time. Turns out, fun fact, uh-oh. all them people ain't Christians. And if they <laughs> are Christians, I'm not trying to judge anyone else's walk in life, but oh my gosh, okay. Y'all should not be saying some of them things, Christian Mingle folk. But yeah, so um, Plenty of Fish, which turns out is just a hookup site. Totally didn't know that. Um, black people meet, Christian mingle, and I've done Facebook dating probably about twice. But the downfall of Facebook, Facebook dating is that it connects you with your friends' friends. Mm-hmm. So number one, what if I only had trash social media friends? Because mm-hmm. I went on the spree where I just accepted whatever was sent to me. So if you were showing me my friend's friends and my friend is trash, then nine times out of ten, you probably trash too showing up in my timeline. Yeah. Plus, I already move in such small circles where we can't go anywhere without me running into someone that I know. <laughs> that Facebook <laughs> Facebook dating wasn't the best place for me because I'm just going to run into someone that someone else has dated or something like that. Or maybe they see my profile pop up and then they go run time tell Tom, Dick, and Harry, like, oh, did do you know Michelle? Like, she's from Frederick, and, well, she's in Frederick, and all this other stuff. So, the last thing I needed was Facebook dating. But, yeah, no, I done been on all of them sites. And you have one more. I have one more. What's it called? Hinge. Hinge. I was on Hinge. I was never on, like, what is it? Like, Bumble and Mm -hmm. Tinder. There's Bumble, there's Tinder. I was never on, never on them. Never on them. And then there's the fact that I am that good Christian gal. And, you know, I would go to church. And when I lived in Baltimore, so I'm originally from Baltimore, when I would go to church in Baltimore, you know, I would go to them Sunday afternoon services, them 3.30 p.m. services at them other Baptist churches. And I'd go in there praising my God, like ready to lift up praises, but also scoping out the people. And I always attracted two types of men in black Baptist churches. Always the same too. Number one. Number one, musicians. Okay. I would attract them musicians. Them musicians who play everything and women. Okay. I that is who I met. Okay. Uh-huh. And number two. Number two is my great great uncle. And I'm just gonna have to say it like that. Like, bro, you were old enough to be like my great great uncle. Like my great grandmother's brother. Like that's that is just the age of these men who would hit on me and see hey. me. And I'm just like... Deacon Earl need love too, Michelle. Come not on, Not for now. me, though. <laughs> not for me, though. Like, no, you you don't need my love. You need somebody else's love, but mm-hmm. not Shalbell's love. So those were the, the two types of men. Because I, I have dated the church musician. And yeah, definitely was a player, okay? Definitely yeah. was a player. Okay. Can you see what Free T wrote to, right. our, to our response? Or so our Free T said, it's complicated, but we'll talk about it when we meet up. And then she said, that's why she clicked so much with me. Thank you, sis. Yes, yes, yes. She said they met at school at a school where she was teaching. And when she first saw him, she literally lost her breath. Girl, that's how I felt about him. Don't tell him that. Don't tell him about that. <laughs> um, 
But I know it sounds dramatic. No, it doesn't sound dramatic at all, sis. Um, then she said, no judgment. I was on all of them. Yes, yes. But no one told me about Plenty of Fish. Like, no one told me about Plenty of Fish while I was on Plenty of Fish. Like, no one pulled me aside and was like, all right, Michelle, let me let me tell you this. Like, I know you're trying to date. I know you're trying to go out there and meet people. But Plenty of Fish is just a hookup site. No one said that. Y'all need to start telling your friends these things. Um, she said so she did Tinder, Bumble, and Christian Mingle. And girl, right, one Christian Mingle, not really all that Christian-y, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Desiree commented and says, still like that today. Got the musician. Um, how's the weather there? Snow. It's it's light snow. Yeah, it's light we snow. had light snow here. My dad lives down near Memphis, Tennessee. And they had like seven to eight inches. It was drivable here. Even where they didn't plow, it didn't get up to like thick snow. So it wasn't that bad here. Thanks for asking. How about where you live? I don't know where you live. But how about where you live? <laughs> but I'm telling you, the... Now... The dating scene. The dating scene. More than just hookups. That you had a defined relationship with. Did you meet them on dating apps? I met one of them okay. on a dating. Well, no. So I thought one was a relationship. I think he thought it was a hookup because, like, after two months, we ain't hook up no more. So I met him on, oh gosh, was he? He might have been Black People Meet. He okay. might have been Black People Meet. I'm honestly not sure. Um, but he was one of them. And I met him, like, we connected either New Year's Eve or New Year's Eve Eve 2013. And we decided to get together on, it must have been, like, prior to New Year's Eve, because we decided to get together for New Year's Eve. So I ended up hanging out with him a little bit on, it was probably the wee hours of, like, New Year's morning or whatever, 2014. We hung out. Things seemed to be okay. We connected. He lived in Baltimore part-time and lived in New York. Like, these are red flags going <laughs> off or whatever. He had just gotten money from something, so he purchased um, a fixer-upper home. Like, now I'm saying this, I'm like, wait, what's homie line? But anyway, he had just purchased a fixer-upper home in, in Baltimore, and, you know, I had seen the home, whatever, hanging out with him, and we were together for about two months, and we decided... Um, I was going to go visit my goddaughter in Detroit. And he said that he would drive up with me. Well, prior to us making that drive, he dumped me. Oh. But said, I'll still drive up with you. And I really wanted to go see my niece, my godbaby. So I was like, okay, fine. So we had a hotel room, right? We have a hotel room. And it's just, it had already been reserved and everything. And it was just a king size bed, one king size bed. I'm laying in that bed. Do you know this fool actually tapped me on my shoulder when I was asleep? <laughs> when I was trying to sleep, it was like, what's up? Homie, ain't nothing up, okay? <laughs> ain't nothing up with Sprint. Hey, no, like, I would have tried it. We, we ain't doing nothing. You literally broke up with me. I am using you at this point because the only reason you are physically here with me is because I, I didn't want to make this drive by myself. But when it came time to come back down to Frederick, Baby, I'm telling you, I cleaned that seven and a half hour drive down to a solid like 6.75. Okay? And that's your normal rate of driving Look, up? don't judge me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I <laughs> wanted out of that vehicle with him so badly. And I have never physically seen him since. 
we are still friends on Facebook because I have a good relationship with pretty much all my exes. Like, I don't hate them. So we are still Facebook friends. And I remember there was one point because he um he had a daughter not too long ago. There was one point when he kept asking, he was like, so when are you coming back up to New York? I was like, well, me and my boyfriend, me and my boyfriend, my boyfriend and I, like the two of us, me and the man in my life, we may come up to New York. And I would keep putting that in the messages. Like we may come up to New York. And I'm like, what's your angle? So I would ask about his daughter's mom. I was like, so how's your daughter's mom? How's your relationship with her going? How's that working out? How's that going on? But yeah. Um, so that wasn't very successful. It was two months, but then I was with someone that I met on, where did I meet him? I don't know where I met the one ex that you spoke to. A mutual, maybe mutual friends? No, it it was, it was an app. Okay. I don't think it was Plenty of Fish. No, I think New Yorker was Plenty of Fish. And I think the one that I ended up being with for two years was Black People Meet. I think I got it mixed up. Okay. Now, a little bit about me for those of y'all that don't know. I was married for 14 years. I was married, got married in 2004, divorced, whatever 14 years after that is. <laughs> 15, 16, 17 up, You're years. coming up on five years of being divorced. This year will mark five years for you. Okay. And for me, getting on to dating apps was what I had heard. I had heard, oh, hey, man, if you want to meet people, you have to meet people in dating apps. So at this point, I was working from home full time for the government. So when you're a work from home employee, you're really not out. You're not meeting people. You're not going to happy hours like that. And also for me, the organization that I work for is literally scattered everywhere. Mm -hmm. So even if I were to go into an office, I'm only seeing people that really I don't talk to on the regular. So, oh, besides one instance where it was somebody who... I was flirted with her. She was flirted with me. And then the next thing I know, she's not working at that building anymore. <laughs> so literally one day I was going to go into work. I said, you know what? I'm pretty sure this has been a flirting situation. It's a vibe. I'm going to ask her out, yeah. which I'm typically not somebody that likes to do that because then I'm like, well, if it gets awkward, I still got to see this person. And I wasn't working from home at this time. So I'm like, I'm going to do it. I go into work. <laughs> never saw her since. God worked it out for me. <laughs> for me. <laughs> Didn't have uh, I tried to find her on Instagram and Facebook. The Lord works in mysterious ways. What could, can I say? <laughs> could not find her. But I come out of my divorce. All of these apps are a thing now. And I'm sitting here. You got all choice. Swipe left, swipe right. Swipe left, swipe right. Oh, if you're talking to somebody... I'm also not one to really be texting back and forth like that. So I would prefer, hey, I'd rather call, hear what you sound like, whatever, yada, yada, let's mm -hmm. do that. And then you get people like, oh, well, I don't want to do that so fast. And they'd be like, all right, well, that's cool. I'm out. And then back to swiping left, back to swiping right. So I came out of my divorce into that. And a couple of days later, some people who... I met were fantastic people, but I fell into that category of I came out of my divorce and I wasn't ready. I thought I was, but I was lying to myself and to them. Not maliciously, I just didn't know. And 
I'm thinking about things now and I'm just like, I don't think I would recommend dating apps to people that are trying to find something long term. Yeah. I would definitely say, hey, if you want to find somebody to hook up with, get on Plenty the apps. Fish is probably still um, operational. Go, hook, go ahead on that. Get on the apps for certain. But for me, I believe that a warm lead leads to a better quality relationship where you're not wasting the other person's time. And what I mean by a warm lead is legit somebody recommending you. We were set up. We were. Even though I was opposed to it in all forms possible, clearly wrote, <laughs> I am not looking to be set up with anybody. I don't need to. All right. So for those who are new, um, I'm a teacher here in Maryland and a colleague of mine we went out to happy hour. She was getting ready to transition into a, like leaving the school system. And we were at happy hour. She said, Michelle, are you single? Like, are you open to meeting someone? Like I have this great guy who I think, you know, you would like, he has a child, yada, yada, yada. But I think you, you two would hit it off. And she said, well, I'm going to have a game night at my home in like two weeks. And I'd like you to come. And I was like, okay. So she tells me his name. I do a quick, not even my full MD court case search that I normally do on every single person when I have their first name and last name, um, because I need the first name, last name, and birth date in order to be able to do that. But I, I'm also not hard to find, which is why I'm laughing. My my legit name really is King Smith. That's why I pay my taxes. Ass, I ain't hard to find. But the issue is, if I try to do an MD court case search and I don't know your birth date, then I don't know who it is. Like it could be someone else with that name, and I'm seeing the history of someone else and not you. But I didn't. I didn't do any of that stuff. I just did a quick little Facebook search and I saw something, and I was like. Um, thinking to myself, Ellie, is he still single? But whatever. I go to game night. It is very much aware to me and everyone in the room that we're there to be hooked up because everyone else is a couple. And here comes King literally bringing the only game to game night. <laughs> it was game night. Bringing the only game to game night. And we were connected by a warm lead. He sat at the table. We played the game. He got comfy. He took his shoes off. I remember seeing his black socks and he's just chilling. I'm getting ready to leave because I had church the next morning and I had been in an event the whole morning. I'm getting ready to leave and I'm like, all right, bye everyone. And like, I'm super duper loud. Like, bye everyone saying bye because I'm about to leave. And King is like, all right. Deuces. Nice See meeting you. Nice meeting you. <laughs> so I go outside and I'm like, he, he didn't he didn't come outside so I called the person who was setting us up and I'm like well is he interested like what's going on so she talks to him and he's like okay and he comes outside we chat for a little bit we exchange telephone numbers legit thought he was kidding when he gave me his telephone number because the the sequential numbers in there I was just like it Everybody your name is King take. Smith, and this is your telephone number. <laughs> so he was like, "Let like he texted or we texted later on that night or whatever." And then we made the decision that we were going to have a Google Meet just to be able to talk, kind of get to know each other. I was like, "Okay," and I promise you on everything, I have been smitten for this man since the moment that I met him, which is why I can distinctly remember the day that I met him. The day that I fell in love with him, 
can't remember the day that we first kissed, but I can remember the day that I fell in love with him. I can remember the day that we got together. I can remember the day that he first admitted that he loved me. Like all of these dates stand out in my mind because I knew from the first first moment I saw him that I loved him. I and didn't. That I went, I, there's that. I didn't. There's that. I didn't. But hear me out. The fact that it was a setup. And I reiterated that I was not interested in the setup. I'm always interested in the game night. If y'all having a game night, invite us. We popping up. I love game nights. All right. But the fact that it was a setup, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in the setup. Also, I wasn't looking. And that's the crazy part, too, because I'm glad that we've been introduced to each other. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I wasn't looking. I was not looking. So And love found you anyway. I wanna say you asked me if I was like single single. And my response was probably like, look, I'm not attached. <laughs> but I ain't just like single. Like I don't have a defined relationship with anybody. If I didn't say it like that, I wished I would have said it like that. I wish I would have said it like, look, I don't have a defined, like we have a defined relationship. If you had said it like, I don't have a defined relationship with anyone, we probably wouldn't be together. Because mm. to me, to a woman, you say, I don't have a defined relationship with anyone. And that tells me that you're with someone. Just but, the two of y'all haven't, y'all haven't put labels on it. And but, I've been in that situation before. Okay, but isn't that, it's not until you get in a defined relationship, isn't that what it is you're trying to fill each other out, maybe? Or you might have somebody that's in your orbit. Isn't that how most of it is, though? Yes, but it could also be that the guy doesn't define it as a relationship, but the woman does. Then that's not a defined relationship. Both people have to agree. No, you're right. I'm not disputing that you are 100% right. But remember when we did officially get together? And remember what I asked? I was like, is, yes, there, anyone is there anybody that will be mad that you and what and was I, your response two people two people were mad right yes because in their minds they <sighs> were in a defined relationship no it's just that you were and i'm again it's not the truth is even if only one person believes that it's the defined relationship it really isn't a defined relationship but the fact that one person felt that way no it wasn't that they would be mad about losing whatever relationship they had in their mind, it's losing whatever arrangement that might have been had. I can see somebody going, well, that sucks because, you know, something that they had that was arranged was working for them. And now they might have to go and find that in somebody else. So my answer was two people might be because of, of our them, arrangement. One of them, I promise you, one of them was mad because she thought that she could be your boo thing. Hmm. In the many of things where I'm trying to tell you that you're wrong, <laughs> this is one of them. <laughs> that is one of them. All right, baby. But for the people that are watching on Perry Productions, this is our first time live streaming on there as well. We have our own Facebook, but let us know if y'all like this and if y'all want us to continue live streaming on Perry Productions. Shout out to my homeboy, Will, for allowing us to do this as well. Did I want to say thank you as well. Yeah, and shout out to old JJ. Old, old JJ. <laughs> Way of J. 
one of the best trainers out there. Look, if you're looking for a fitness trainer, hit him up. His results speak for themselves. He don't just talk about it. He shows you what he can do as well. And if you want someone who will actually give you really good and healthy vegan recipes, hit him up as well. Oh, don't yeah. come to me for that. Go to him for that because I'm going to tell you about junk food. Like, real talk. But he'll give you the real food that'll be healthy, that'll help you meet all of your um, vitamin needs and all that good stuff. So hit up Jay Buchanan Jr. on Facebook and you'll be able to do that. Should you be dating to get married? Is marriage the end goal for dating? For some people, not for all. I don't think all people have that in their peer view where they like, oh, you know, marriage is that in line. I will say, how do I put this? Marriage, I grew up a good Christian gal, right? So marriage was always the goal for me. However, it wasn't until I got older that I realized just how terrified of marriage I am. I am terrified of the legality of that. My parents are divorced. They were married for all of four years-ish. Um, then my dad is literally on his fourth marriage. And I just look at it, and it's not that any of his prior three wives passed away and that's why the marriage ended no he was divorced three times um i look at all of this and marriage is scary for me marriage is it's very scary my eldest sister her marriage is not one that i would look up to my eldest brother on my mom's side is once divorced and i believe he's remarried now i wouldn't know he just stopped talking to us but that's neither here nor there my sister my other sister is also divorced and my other brother well his child's mother helped aid in his deportation so i don't think that worked out too well in his favor my brother on my dad's side has been happily married for 21 years so that that's the couple that i met yeah i like them yeah they're awesome shout out to them they're cool people i I would love to hang out with them again i don't know if they would love to hang out with me but i love to hang out no they loved you they loved you everyone loves you like who doesn't love you there's people out there that don't like me, and I don't know why. I am lovable. He is lovable. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I ask, because there's this concept out there about treating someone like a husband and treating someone like a wife. I don't think that there's a difference in how you treat somebody just because of what their title is. That's my opinion, all right? And there's something that I'm going to display on the screen. Did you have something that you wanted to say before I put that up on the screen? The only way I will say that is that there is, with the titles, husband and wife, there is an expected level of respect that comes with it. Not just respect from the man to the woman, but from the outside world to that relationship. Like, People aren't supposed to slide up in your DMs when they see that you're married. If I see that you're in a relationship, oh, okay, you know, I can slide up in your DMs. But if I see that you're married, I'm supposed to respect that bond more. Um, We see it in, in medical situations where if something happens to one of the spouses, the other spouse is immediately contacted because there's that reverence of marriage. Whereas someone could be in a 30-year long-term relationship 
and won't get that same level of respect in case of an emergency unless they're listed everywhere all up and down. Contact this person, contact this person, contact this person. We even see it, no offense, in the military. Someone passes away, that person who's going to get the folded American flag is going to be the next of kin. The next of kin is the spouse, it's the child, or the parent. It's not going to be the long-term partner. It's not going to be the long-term girlfriend or something like that. So there's that reverence that we hold for marriage and that same level of respect and reverence doesn't go to to long-term relationships. So I can see why someone would say that they expect to be treated differently as a spouse versus a partner. Okay. I have a picture that I want to present and we're going to talk about this and then close out the show. I forget the person whose page I snagged this from. But it goes, you cannot bribe a man's love with loyalty, good sex, and cooked meals. <laughs> what are your immediate thoughts on that? I, I always find to play middle of the field. So here's what I'll say. You can't, like, I cannot make you do whatever you can. I can't make you do whatever I want you to do. Just with loyalty, loyalty, good, good sex, sex, and cooked and a, meal. And a cooked meal. Because if for whatever reason I am having a really bad day or I have random foot surgery and I can't do any of those things, then what? Are you still gonna are you still gonna be loyal? Are you still gonna love me if I can't do all of those things because of a because of something else that's going on? There has to be more. But on the flip side I will say that those things help. They definitely, they definitely help. Um, you are able to see the depths of which a person loves you by some of those things, the loyalty that they exhibit. If I love you enough to prepare a meal for you, like for generations Women have been healing families through food nurturement. Like, I look at my mom who, she has always felt that she doesn't have a lot to give, but that woman will feed you. Like, you will not starve in her presence, and that's how she shows her love for people. So I do believe that you can show your love and loyalty through certain things, but I don't know. I'm kind of middle of the middle of the field. I don't... I think that is kind of like looks some things just fade and you better have something else solid to hold a relationship together with my two cents is this you started by saying something and you said you can't control me by doing those things i've heard the phrase a person is only as loyal as their options and i think that there's some human element pieces to it to how a person acts. But at the core of that, that speaks to that person's values, right? Mm -hmm. If I looked at you in your eyes and I said, I'm going to be committed to you and only you, and then I go out and I not do that, then my values are crappy yeah. because I lied to you, to your face and said that because it's what you wanted to hear but deep down, I knew I couldn't do that because of whatever reasons. 
So in, in my opinion, while that's right, you can't bribe a man with love, good sex, and a cooked meal. You have to know what your person's values are. Right. And, man, I almost hate to say this. Cross your fingers that he honors that. And vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. You have to know what your other person's, like, I have to know what your values are, what you hold dear, and cross my fingers that you are going to stick to that. Because if you change those core values, you change the dynamic of what our relationship is. And then we have to ask ourselves, can we sustain that? True. Sure. Because people say, oh, you know, folks change throughout time, blah, blah, blah. And yes, that happens. People grow. The dynamics of who you are does change. Foundationally, though, what are your core values and do you stick to them? That's what I think people are missing Mm -hmm. when they're looking at these relationships. They get distracted by what they're looking at or how they feel pleasure in the short term. To see that that person ain't ish deep down. Say <laughs> words. And then when they ended up show, oh, excuse me, when they end up showing you who they are, you really aren't mad at them. You're mad at yourself for allowing it, for allowing you to fall for the hoodwink and the bamboozle. And it sometimes starts this cycle of I'm going to get mad at other men or women because of what. I allow to happen to me. And mm-hmm. that's what needs to stop. I 100% agree with you. I think we are, we see that often that people take out on other people what has happened to them in the past. For example, when we were walking to the store today, I told you about a revelation that came to my head yes. earlier, right? Yes. One of the other things that I didn't mention at that particular time was that. I could have seen a point in my life where I took out on every man after after this particular man, what he had done to me. And I'm not saying that I have never done that in my life. But what I will say is that that's something that considering everything that I have been through, that's something that I try to work hard to not do. Take out on person B what person A did to me because it's not their fault. You, for example have been nothing but amazing to me. And you do not deserve to feel the wrath or what was intended for someone else because of their poor decisions and stuff like that. You deserve nothing but the best because that's all you've ever given me. So that's personally, just the two of us speaking, that's what I try to give you because that's exactly who you've been to me. That's so funny. Thank you. No, I was just listening to what you were saying. Want to make sure that you do that I heard you and to say thank you. And also, too, that if you would have taken out, I think I would have spotted it earlier. And, yeah, I just, I would have been done. But also, I would have expected you to do that to me, too. If I would have done things to you that were taken out on you unmerited because of a past relationship, I expect you to walk. People should walk. Not enough people are walking in the early stages because I don't know if it's them trying to fix them or what. I don't understand it. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's that they're trying to fix them. I think people just want to give the benefit of the doubt. Like if I... Who are here giving people... Because if I walked away at the first time... Because I have in previous relationships or situations, I have walked away because I saw one thing that I didn't agree with. 
And it's honestly not that it was a bad thing. It's just I was picky. And it was, but this is me, older, wiser, admitting that it was something that was picky. Like I was just being picky. And it could, not that it could have changed, but it probably wasn't that big of a deal to begin with. And I think when you're younger, you feel like you have a plethora of options to just play with and choose from. But the older you get, the more you realize, oh no, this dating pool is steadily shrinking. I need to get my life together. And this is when I have to stop ending things because of little things. And this isn't me saying that you shouldn't have standards because I was in some chat where I saw someone say that by the time someone hits them, oh, it was that I am Vonti video on on TikTok. Okay. Vonti was talking about, he did a, a skit where he said the top five reasons that woman isn't calling you back or answering your calls. And number five was she met you in the club or out somewhere and she really didn't want to talk to you, but she was afraid to not give you her number. So she gave you her number, you hit her up and she instantly blocked you. So that was number one. Another reason on there was that you don't know how to communicate. And that's a big thing for me. Again, going back to me being a sapiosexual, if I am communicating with you and all you hit me with are WYD over and over and over again, we're done. Like, I, I need you to be able to communicate with me. And hitting me up with HBU or WYD or literally the letters R and U to ask me a question, all of that poor grammar will get you deleted in my book. <laughs> I am so serious. I feel it's tacky and it's lazy. And if you don't have the time to physically type out what are you doing or I'm doing well, how about you? If you don't have the time to do all that, then you don't need to be with me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. There were two comments that came in, one from Free Tea and one from Larry. Can you read those real quick? Then I'm going to share a story and we're going to close out the show. Okay. Free Tea said, I walk, I walk quick, which is why I'm confused as to why I haven't walked from this complicated situation. Since we need to talk. We need to talk. <laughs> and then Larry Smith. Hello, Mr. Larry. How are you? Larry Smith says, I'm coming, just coming alive, still blown away all the snow we got today and yesterday here in the South. Hello, y'all. Look, be safe down there, please. I saw the pictures that Miss Mary posted and I was like, oh, okay, the South's showing off now. So we shared a photo of us <laughs> posing in front of the words, baby. <laughs> Hello, baby. <laughs> and we put no context behind it. <laughs> and the amount of phone calls and text messages that I received and Facebook uh, comments that said congratulations because people thought that Michelle and I were expecting. No. <laughs> First of all, Michelle is a teacher, a high school teacher. I work with teenagers. They're are a little under 1,200 students at my school. That is 1,200 personalities that I deal with on a Monday through Friday basis. Lovingly, I don't want no kids. I'm good. I'm all the way good. 
So that's one part. Part two. So I posted it and knew that it was going to get a reaction for people that may not know our dynamics, but it was marketing. The point was to post it. And then, you know, cause we share a lot of things and we do what's called a weekly vlog where in the weekly vlog, we talked about going to a friend's baby shower. We did. So we went to a baby shower. We took that photo and I knew the reaction that it was going to get. And it was hilarious. And it was hilarious. So shout out to the people that did know that it was a a, a, a joke or a prank, kind of. No. Not really a prank. It wasn't a prank. It wasn't a prank, but they understood the meaning. And when he says shout out to the people who knew, he literally means only his family because his friends... Yeah, they were all like... They all texted him, except for like one friend. All of his friends texted him. But his family knew, thank you so much. Thank hey, you so much, Thank Dominic. you. Thank you, Dominique. Um, his, his family, they all knew. Like his side of the family, ain't none of them pay attention. They were like, his mom was literally like, oh, cute picture. <laughs> like, well, dang, she didn't fall for it. But no, no. So again, Michelle does not want children. I love the students that I teach absolutely love every last one of them but i i love babies like a baby fell in love with me in the baby shower which i'm not surprised but i oh I yeah love, I absolutely, that little kid was cool yes i i love babies i love children i absolutely love children yet as i'm getting older i'm realizing that there are certain liberties that i'm able to do and have because i don't have children like, I can decide today, if I wanted to, that I can get up and go. Would it break my niece's heart? Yes, that's something different. But I don't have any any kids, and that is something that I, well, that was my head, that I don't want, <laughs> that I, I'm fine, I am at peace with not changing. So, Michelle does not want any children. Let me teach your babies. But they're your babies, so I'm going to give them back to you at 2.15 p.m. every day. Now, to contrast this. I have one child from my previous marriage. My daughter is 16. We've been involved and Michelle's been involved. We spent vacations and stuff together. Four of them in 2023. And I'm going to say this and I'm going to just be as clear as I can. For me, I've always said coming out of my marriage that if I were to get in something with anybody, I didn't want to date anyone who had more than one kid. I also, with my daughter being as old as she was, I went interested in starting over. I am going to say this very publicly. I got the snip snip and knew I didn't want any more kids myself. But if I were to have got with somebody and that person did have kid, I'm not going to say kid, sir. It would have been one kid and not a baby, not no youngster. With my daughter almost being graduated from high school, I don't want to have to go through that phase over again. Speaking of which, her half birthday's coming up. It is. I have to get her something. And that's the one thing that I have done is I've honored that. Okay. For her half birthday. What's that? Like, I know when the 21st. I mean, I know it's the 21st, but it, when's the 21st? What's that, like Saturday? It's in my calendar. I, I don't know. No, it's, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. It, it's it's next on Sunday. a Sunday? Yeah, it's next Sunday. I don't know how you do that. It's magic, but you'll have her. All right. Well, we're about to close out the show. So Dominique said, I, I just learned something. Thank you, sister. And I'm going to follow. Hey, thank you to Perry Productions. Hey, from the bottom of our hearts, brother, we appreciate you 
allowing us to stream on your platform to uh, be out in front of a different audience. Michelle and I do go live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, normally on our channels. But I think we're going to incorporate this on Perry Productions as well, if you don't mind. And if y'all are, you know, curious to see us. Outside of that, let's see. Next week, our episode is going to be entitled, I Fell in Love with a Blank. Oh, we really are doing that? Yeah. Oh, snap. You I put thought, it. I, I thought we were going to talk about it. I know you were actually okay with it. Yeah, I told y'all I was okay with oh, it. Okay. Wait, hold on, hold on. I have to take that. Yeah, I told y'all I was okay with it. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Well, hey, if you're new to our show, we always like to end a certain way. This is episode 32 today. Oh, hey. And we've ended every single episode with a kiss. The bonus, y'all might not look at it as a bonus, since we have these lapel mics. Y'all going to hear all of this. <laughs> but hey, thank y'all for tuning in. If you had to hit the like button, hit the like button. If you're not following us on the other social medias, our link is in the description. Tap in as we do short form clips of our live streams there as well. If you can't catch us live and we'll be back next Monday, y'all. We out. See y'all. Peace. How juicy was that? <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all.